So welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod. If you listen to last week's podcast, you may have noticed that there was some tension between Amy and I. It doesn't happen a lot because we think on very similar lines, even if we come from very different experiences or different practices. We, we often think very much alike and can do that proverbial finish your own sentence kind of thing. Um, but last week we struggled a bit because we talked about how the disciples had Jesus right in front of them and how that made a difference in their life so that they could more easily see and respond to to Jesus and to Jesus' power and to the miracles that happened around them. Whereas I said, no, it's no different because um, Jesus is with us. And if we know that Jesus is with us, then we see Jesus and then we can just as easily respond. I left our conversation a little unsettled at the way we we finished the podcast. Um, I'm not used to us being so unresolved at the end, although I love open questions um, so that you have time to think and and respond and share. But but I was troubled at the end and kept talking with Amy even after we stopped recording. And since then she shared two very wonderful illustrations that um, helped me understand where she was coming from and I think will help us get to a point where our disagreement may be helpful rather than just a, a source of leaving an open question for you all to deal with. Um, one of those has to do with something she's learned, uh, an illustration about, about spiritual practice and, and growing in that. And one of them has to do with a simple trip to the zoo. Uh, and and so I hopefully we'll talk about both of them in the next few minutes and be able to ask you some more practical questions that will leave to you being able to to respond and grow. So take it away, Amy. I was just thinking, what two examples? <laughs> but I love the zoo one too because that makes it clear on what you were saying. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so after we finished talking last week, I was I was really struggling because I felt like we were asking people to make their best choices in a time when they were struggling. And that didn't really seem fair. I felt like to ask Peter to go out in his bowl and try again after he had failed all day was a really unfair request and impossible for many people. Um, and like Dad was saying, I felt like he was able to do that because of Jesus' presence on that beach, not of his own volition. And so the example that I was giving was Buddhist monks. They're often 
chosen when they're children or their parents um, kind of send them to the monastery when they're children. And so they're raised up as Buddhist monks from the age of five or six years old. And so when they're little and they're meant to sit in lotus position, which is like Indian style on the floor, they can't sit in that position for long periods of time because it's uncomfortable and they're not trained in it. And so when you see young Buddhist monks sitting in lotus position, you often see them with tons of pillows all around them, propping up their knees, propping up their bums, like helping with their feet so that they can stay in lotus position longer and meditate. So they're not expected when they're untrained to be able to sit there still for hours at a time. But at the same time, you don't see someone like the Dalai Lama or advanced Buddhist practitioners with pillows all around their knees. Because after years and years of practice and building the muscles on their legs and their back and in their core and building their tolerance for discomfort in their mind, they're able to sit without any pillows around them at all. And so what I was saying to dad was, we need those pillows in our lives. <laughs> and when I'm struggling and I am feeling uninspired, it's too big of a jump for me to go from that place to feeling the presence of God in my life right now and making the best choice for my overall health and moving forward. I can't do it. I need those pillows. I need the small baby steps. I need the support. I need the comfort to help me get there. And I'm not saying that it's not possible. It is possible for a highly trained spiritual practitioner, yeah. but I'm not at that place. I'm just a novice, I'm not Buddhist, but I'm just a novice uh, spiritualist. And so I need those pillows around me. So. That's what I was sharing last week after the episode, and Dad was saying, well, let's talk about what those pillows are. You know, what practical pillows can we offer to ourselves yeah. and to others um, so that can help us going? With that question, it, it, I've been thinking all week, you know, um, well, what are the pillows that I had when I was five that I, I didn't even place there? You know, someone else placed them for me. And... And I think of the right. songs my mother would sing as she held me and and fed me and changed me and laid me down to rest. Uh, those simple, simple biblical songs that she would sing from Sunday school um, or the hymns that she would sing for me. And and those continued those pillows got got stronger before they before i didn't need them anymore um when when i went to church and saw the the joy that they brought my mom as i stood by her in church and she sang them with her whole being you know her heart would seem lighter her face would would relax and and have a big smile and and she would sometimes put her arm around me or hold my hand and and we would just sing you know with our whole being and to this day it makes me cry um you know and and those the messages of those songs were where that God is here, God is good, um, you know, God loves you, uh, 
God can do great things. It's well with my soul because God is here, you know, and and here, God, I offer you everything because because you've given me everything. Um, and that's the first pillow, I think, that was given me, you know. And then, you know, I went to Sunday school and for me, Sunday school was a good experience because a lot of times somebody I knew, my mother, my father, um, or a friend that had been to our house um, was teaching, you know, so I already had a relationship with them. And the people I remember in Sunday school are people that, that loved their walk with God. And that's what they shared. They, they shared stories from the Bible and scriptures that were important, but, but they shared how those stories and stuff made a difference for them. And so that pillow, you know, those two pillows, I think, set in motion for me that that God was present, God was good, and that you could read and sing and discover a living God. Um, and then the next pillow, I think that that from my childhood was that my dad was the preacher that I listened to every week. Um, and he was no different in the pulpit than he was on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, through Friday, Saturday. Um, you know, he, and so, so I didn't, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't revere the pastor and think that he was the holy one in church. I thought he was just like us, you know, which meant that the things he shared, I listened to, and I knew they were true for me too. Um, and so I think those were my three first pillows that that God is here, God is real, God is here, and that if you let God into your life, then God can really transform your yeah. life. Yeah, I wonder how those pillows either translate into your adult life or do you have different pillows now? I'm thinking like, for me, like, I don't know if you've ever sat in lotus position for a long period of time. <laughs> I can't get into lotus position. <laughs> yeah. So it's really uncomfortable for a normal person. Right. Like I like for me I I meditate every day and I rarely sit in lotus position because I just don't have the strong enough core muscles and my back my lower back immediately starts hurting, you know. And so those situations in my life where not only are they challenging to even get into, but then once you're in them, they're actually uncomfortable for a long period of time. Yet, you know that they are ultimately like the best thing for you right now. In those situations, like in your adult life, like what pillows can you use or have you used to help soften the blow and help keep the situation palatable enough that you can stay in it because you know that it's good for you? Like I'm thinking for, an, this is kind of like a non-spiritual example, but like sometimes I really don't want to clean or sometimes I really don't want to do like a mindless task for my job. And so I really love podcasts. So I'll listen to a podcast 
well, I have to do one of these tasks that I find uncomfortable or unpleasant, but I know is ultimately good for my overall health to have my work done or to have my home clean. And so I'll listen to a podcast and I feel like that podcast is a pillow that's helping make the situation palatable and, and allowing me to stay in the uncomfortable situation for longer. Right. So do you feel like some of those pillows that you received as a child translate into your adult life? Absolutely. As you were just talking about cleaning, um, you know, the biggest struggle I have in my life is with my weight and with my eating. Um, and as I was doing the cognitive behavioral therapy, um, they said, replace it with something that you enjoy. Uh, and I said, okay, when I go shopping and am tempted to buy all sorts of things that are not good for me to eat on the way home before I have to bring in the real groceries, uh, I immediately, my thought was, well, let me go to music. And so, so I put on a series of, of, of I, I did a playlist, a shopping playlist of songs that make me happy and make me dance. Um, and now I dance through the supermarket listening to my music um, because it distracts me from that desire to buy other stuff. And it's good and it's wholesome. And some of them, I mean, some of the music is, is, old old songs that my mother sang me some of them are are you know it's funny but they're disco songs from the Bee Gees because <laughs> yeah. they make they make me just happy yeah you yeah. know um yeah. but so i that's a pillow that i used right now yeah actually when you said that that i remember a very poignant memory from my life is after your mother grandma had a stroke i remember she was in the nursing home, I think, or maybe she was still in the hospital yeah. and she had to have a procedure done. And for some reason for that procedure, she had to drink like a huge quantity of like very unpleasant yeah. medication or something. It was like a sludge, like it was liquid tar. And she had to drink like yeah. and a large quantity of it. And I remember in order for her to have the procedure, she had to drink that amount over like a series of hours. And she was in a really bad place, like what we're talking right. about. Like it wasn't like she was in a good place in her life. She had just had a stroke, and now she was being asked to do something really hard in that bad place, from that bad place. And I remember you, like the next day, we said like how, you said you stayed with her, and I remember we said like how did it go? And you said yeah. like we just sang hymns through the whole thing, and it was just we just sang the old hymns and then she would try to drink some more and then we would just sing and she would try to drink some more. Right. Yeah. I don't know. As you were saying, I was just thinking like, it was a real like life and death yeah. kind of situation at that time. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, that you really did use that pillow to prop yep. her up. And I use it all the time. Um, I remember hospital rooms where people were dying and Sometimes I'm alone as the pastor visiting them. And I just take out my phone now and hit my hymn playlist. And I just let the music minister to the person's soul, whether they're communicating or not. You know, I just use it as a bathing technique. I, I also sometimes take, ask people who are there in the room if they want to join hands and and pray and during that prayer we usually sing 
us if they're church people you know then we sing some of the songs they know um, yeah oh this is really absolutely. nice and they're very practical and it's also interesting to hear how they really are so personal like they're so specific to us and i think it's important and helpful like just as you're listing some of the ones that work for you like going to the water i think it's helpful for those to be clear in my life like for me to even have a list of them written on my fridge or something like right that, you know just so that right. i know which ones work for me you know um and also being okay with the fact that like maybe mine isn't like going for a run right you know right like Whereas that might work for someone right. else, you know. Um, I also think how you were saying that you were given these pillows when you were a child and many of them really work for you as an adult. Also, like, the strange, like, the strange way that life works, that we are also given these coping mechanisms as children that do the exact opposite. Right. <laughs> that... that help us get through life in a palatable way, but do not prop up our spiritual, emotional, physical right. health. Right. And how to, for myself, determine the difference between those and be able to choose right. the ones that right. I want to move forward with, you know? Like, like I, my home is also a mm. home filled with singing, <laughs> you know? Like, Jardin and I sing all day long and we do sing like spiritual songs and things yeah. like that but honestly most of the time we're making up songs like we make, we're making up words to songs yeah. and singing them to each other yeah. and that is exactly what you used to do for us when we were children so like i do that all the time but then also if i'm feeling stressed or anxious i eat right <laughs> Right. That also came with my home from my childhood, and I pass that along. Yeah. Right. So when I get into that uncomfortable lotus position of life, am I going to grab the song or am I going to grab right. the unhealthy food right. as a pillow? Right. Today? Right. You know? So I think, like, yeah, being able to see my options and then trying to find ways and I think what we're what we're talking about today is helpful for me because it's easier for me to turn on a song than it is for me to sit down and meditate right but turning the song on might get me into a frame of mind that then I will be able right. to meditate right so like the same with you like it might be easier for you to drive to the beach than it would be to sit down and journal about the emotional situation you're going through right but going to the beach, you might get into a mindset where actually you're like, let me write down some of this stuff to really get it off my right. chest. You know? Right. My drive back from the beach includes, I need to journal every day. Yeah. You know, to let, to not lose this feeling. Yeah. So I think sometimes yeah. for myself too, like I expect too much for myself. Right. Like I expect myself to be like Peter and to be able to go back out there and fish again. Right. You know, after the failure right. of the day. But maybe it's enough that Peter just like, I don't know, like what is his pillow in that situation? Like what is his baby step? Maybe, maybe 
he just chooses to stop by and pick his wife up some flowers on the way home. And instead of coming home in a big anger, he comes home in like right. joy, even after a hard day. So he didn't go back out and try again, but he also didn't come home like in a huff and get mad at his family. Right. But his baby step may have been simply to be kind when somebody asks you for something. That may have been something that he learned as a child. Right. to be kind so that when Jesus asked first if he could just use his boat when Peter was finished for the day and wanted to go home not lend out his boat you know his first pillow might have been simply okay sure you can use my boat you know which set him up to listen to the words that Jesus was saying which then set him up to say Oh, maybe I should listen to this guy if he tells me to go out there. I don't know what his pillows were. So what are some of yours? Yeah, I think mine are, um, I think it's similar to yours. Like definitely going for walks in nature is a pillow for me. Mm. Cups of tea are pillows for me. Yeah. Podcasts, phone calls to family. Uh, yeah. But I think one thing actually was really coming up for me as you were talking about like going to the water is that I want to be able to use those pillows not only in the red flag situations like oh I'm feeling drawn to go lay in bed and scroll through social media because I don't feel well instead I'm going to go for a 15 minute walk like that's a great pillow but also like just being aware maybe it's not a red flag situation but just being aware when my life hasn't included a lot of pillows right like i like we haven't been going for a lot of walks lately because it's just been winter and it's not as beautiful and but like even if i don't feel the red flag moment like those lack of pillows means that my legs are tired means that my back is like bending means that like i'm not able to hold myself up as well as i could you know and so i think also being aware of using those pillows as often as possible, even if I don't feel right. the uncomfortable need for them. Right. But almost more as like a preventative self-care right. situation. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, they always say like, if you don't have time to meditate or you don't have time to pray, you should meditate longer. <laughs> like right. you should pray longer, you know? Right. Right. Um, and I think for me sometimes like, balancing all the different things I have in my life, I'm quick to just put those pillow things at the bottom of my list, forgetting that those pillows are actually what's propping up my ability to perform in all the other areas, which I think is definitely a strong woman characteristic. Like I think that's like a pretty strong thing that women do in their families and stuff like let right, me just put all right. my self-care things at the bottom right. of the list and get all this other stuff done first you know yeah um yeah but i think it's yeah. important like for example i take a bath every day right i take a bath every day and i used to only take a bath when i really needed time to relax right and now like i take a long hot right. bath every single day and i think right. it helps me yeah because if I go to the water in crisis time, God is there. Yeah. And God helps me. Right. If I went to the water 
and I do on vacations. That's where I go to the mountains or the water, you know, yeah. uh, um, yeah. that's what I do. And God is there yeah. and God helps me, yeah. you know, anytime I turn to my pillow, God is there and God helps me. You know, if I did that every day, I would learn what abundant life is. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, just what if you drove to Beavertail every Saturday morning for sunrise? Right, right. Like even just once a week, right? Right, right. I think that's the thing is yeah. like we, yeah, we sometimes I think I hold on to those pillows for the crisis moments, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's funny right. when you were in California, Andrew called me and he was talking about what you guys were doing. And he was like, do you have any ideas of places I should bring dad while he's out here? And I was like, yeah, just take him to a sunrise somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we went for the sunset instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, like, just take him to a sunrise and he'll be happy, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't get to the zoo story, but I think that this is good. Yeah, but we got to tell them the zoo story really quickly because we can't ignore that after I promised it. So the zoo story is, uh, you were saying, we were debating whether um, God on the beach with Peter was more present, more powerful than God in our hearts or in the scriptures in our lives today. And I was trying to get the point across that I don't think that God is less powerful or less present in my life than he was in Peter's, but that my ability to see him, my consciousness of him is less. And so I was comparing it to when you take a child to the zoo, and if they're like a toddler or they're little, you go to see the lion and you're saying something like, do you see the lion? Do you see the lion? And they might kind of see it, but they might not really see it. And it's hard to get them to identify, oh yeah, it's the lion. But then if you have like an older person or an older child, they can easily see and identify the lion and they feel excited about seeing the lion. So what I was saying was the lion was the same. Yeah. It's the consciousness of the viewer that has changed. Yeah, yeah. So for this week, try to identify some of those spiritual propping pillows that you've had in your life. The, the go-tos that you know that if you do them, you will feel, sense, see God or your best self. And if you didn't have them growing up, Figure out what it is that brings you to peace, to your better self, to your most open, positive person that you can be, and develop some of those pillows for yourself. And don't worry if everybody else thinks that's crazy to use as a pillow, because it's personal. It's for you. And when you discover them, one of the things you discover is that God knows each one of us by name. And we, God has a different relationship with each one of us. So, so make a list, as Amy said, make a list of those things and put them on your fridge or on your bathroom mirror or, or somewhere that you're going to see them 
so that they might remind you to do them. Because as you do them, it's like the child who keeps visiting the zoo and soon is able to identify where and when and how they can see God, feel God, sense God's presence, be filled with that, that knowledge that God is real and alive, or that, that you can find your best self to share with the world. so much for listening to this episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are having such a great time making this podcast and we're really appreciating all of the feedback and input that we get from you. Please comment on the podcast post on my dad's Facebook page or send us an email at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. Thanks. See you next time.